1: Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into Cat Talk Radio today. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and we are here to explore the wonderful world of your feline companions. And today we have a very special guest with us, Francesco Marchuliano. He's the author of best selling cat books. And I know you probably already have a couple of these on your shelf, as I do. He's authored I Could Pee on This. I could chew on this, I need my mommy, of course, with a -A K-N-E-A-D, and you need more sleep, that's with an (laughs) N-E-E-D, and we all know that can be a cat problem, right? (laughs) He's also the writer of the comic strips, Sally Forth and Judge Parker, and he's the head writer for the Emmy award-winning children's show, Seymour's Playhouse and has written for the Onion News Network, Smosh, McSweeney's, and more. He lives in New York with his two cats, Lou and Kiki. And we happen to be on video since you can't see it today, but I got to see and meet Kiki earlier. And uh, we want to welcome them all to our show. Welcome,
2: Francesco. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. This is great. Really appreciate this.
1: Well, we I love the chance to get to talk to you because I tell you what, someone gifted me I could pee on this years ago, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's hysterical. And I and I've Thank thought you. about actually buying a bulk quantity of them to uh, to give to my clients who are having litter box issues, <laughs> just to try to lighten their situation up a uh, little
2: bit. I think you should, and so does my publisher. No, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah true 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 and this new book is adorable okay so this new book is love poems by cats and it's titled oh it's you (laughs) and in it francesco is anthropomorphizing what your cat is probably thinking and saying to himself about you and his environment. Do I have that right?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's very much that. it's uh, It's over four chapters in the phases when you first get the cat, like any relationship, when you first meet, when you get to know each other, when you know each other a little too well and it's going on, and then later in life at the relationship, how you reflect on what a nice time it's been.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. And this is available now. It's a cute little, you know, I don't I don't want to say pocket size. It's not that small. We'll say
2: gift book.
1: Gift book, yes. <laughs> I was gonna to get to the gift book part, but it's a smallish gift book. Good stocking stuffer if you have big stockings, but what a great book for the holidays. And uh, and also Valentine's Day, because if you're one of those people that buys gifts for other people from their cats or from your cat, this would be an ideal Valentine's Day gift for that. And, and Christmas and holidays as well. So definitely check that out. But tell us about the book. What inspired you to write this one after I could pee on this? <laughs>
2: Well, I did want the perspective. I think a lot of people always assume that cats are not affectionate or they don't have a display of affection. Part of it is whereas dogs, which I also absolutely love, can be very expressive in their face and they show it around their face. You know, the cat's lack of eyebrow muscles, first of all, prevents any true expression. But cats are I've always found cats to be remarkably affectionate and I've been very lucky to have very affectionate cats. And when you are with cats for a long time and they're sitting next to you, you do imagine what's going through their head. And then you imagine it is like in a relationship where there are the points where they're very happy. There are the points that are going, whatever you're doing, stop singing the song that only comprises of my name. That's the entire lyric where it's like, I can stop. And, you know, but it's just the thought of what it would be like when they move into a house. Because, you know, when you get a pet, you know what you're feeling but it is interesting to wonder what they're doing as they enter this relationship, as they enter the home, as they go, I guess this is what I'm going to be dealing with. All right. And then they, you know, happy. It's like, I, I would have chosen a different sofa, but that's fine. I can, I can make this work. This is good. And yeah, so that was the thought it's, it's very much in terms of what the cat would feel relationship and it's very much in terms of a relationship as it would be with a person, the stage is there.
1: Yeah. that's yeah, good. And it, you know, I, of course, my cat is, Pretty affectionate, but a lot of the cats that I certainly all the cats that I deal with in shelters are far from what we would call an affectionate. In fact, they're they're really at the unadoptable labeled area because they're so scared and of course out of out of sorts, and um and and you know it, they do have a little bit harder time transitioning. So I'm glad that you've had good um material to work on. Now, does that mean that I could pee on this? Does that mean that you had litter box issues with your cats? Is that what
2: instigated that? No, I could pee on this was a title I had a long time ago because I thought in terms that I run. I once wrote a comedy list. My publisher and I want to hear this one. I wrote and the list was simply uh, books that would never sell because of the title alone. It was sort of like you know can can the dead talk to us? No, you know and uh, you know but one of them was I could pee on this poems by cats and I kept that title in my head. And I what happened is I had two cats, Boris and Natasha. And after the second one, Natasha passed away, I wanted to remember them, but I didn't want to remember them in a sad way because they brought so much joy to my life. So I started writing poems in honor of them. And I remembered the title I had created long ago. And uh, I used that as the title. And, yeah, I mean, again, it came out of a place of affection, but also with cats, there is the affection. And there's also the fact that, yeah, they can be very snide, very funny, very possessive, very occasionally removed, very, you've got this part of the house. I have the other 95 percent. So, you know, I'm good. The cat kind of wanders off. And so it was along those lines, because I think cats have an enormous personality. Mm -hmm. And I like the title. I could pee on this. And the reason I use titles like this is because I do think cats are absolutely adorable, but I don't like to think of cats. Sometimes cats are cute, but if you think of them strictly in cute terms, you kind of rob their personality. Yeah. You rob things. So you don't want to think of them as like they're adorable as if they're little stuffed animals. That's true. And I think if you you cover the sarcasm part, the, the parts where they seem annoyed with you, the parts where it's like, no, 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 we're both going to the bathroom together, not just you. That's what it really is. <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> and it's that curiosity. I know my my Pico, He, I go to the bathroom and he's like, wait, 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 where you're going? I know you're going to shut that door. And he scoots in behind me. And then as soon as I sit down, he's like, okay, I want to go back out now, right? <laughs> and I got to so go check
0: out what's this, going on out it? there.
2: <laughs> is this it? This is two ply toilet paper, right? I can have fun with this, right? So <laughs> oh, it's quilted. This is nice
1: right <laughs> with me he's going you really need to quit buying this bamboo recycled stuff
2: <laughs> i know i know it's a good thought i really do but
1: <laughs> you're saving the environment but really
2: cause <laughs> but, but, oh, going straight through it i need i need a little oomph you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right that's right i think you should read uh read one of the poems from your book for Did everybody
2: you, do you have a preference
1: i like let's start with let's start with the really touching one i saw a space in you to fill i love that one thank
2: you thank you all right i saw a space in you to fill you looked a little lonely you looked a bit alone so i adopted you and i've never regretted my decision even though it turns out you have many friends who really need to stop coming by And with my cats, um, if I'm coming up the stairs, they greet me in the foyer because they know they can, I guess, scent or something along the lines. But sometimes I'll notice they'll just hide on the shelf in my office. They'll just hide amongst, I've got a lot of toys, and they'll just hide amongst the toys before there's a doorbell, before there's a buzzer, before there's anything, because they sense someone they don't know is coming. But if they know the person two or three times, then they automatically sit on their lap. And then mm-hmm. so, but it is that moment of I once had three friends here they wanted to meet the cats. The cats were gone. I had mm-hmm. no idea where they I think they created a crawl space. I they created a portal in time. I don't know where they went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as I said, the reason I'm saying this is a lot of these are based on very particular incidences, like, you know, yeah, I, what I'm I like is they're going right, to expect right. royalties and they're not getting them. I'm sorry you didn't have the right agent, Kiki. <laughs>
1: I- <laughs> and you know, and that's because they love routine. I mean, that, and that's a being being cat behavior specialists. Of course, we you know we have to study. The complete nature of cats, what makes them tick, what do they do in the wild, because that carries over, and they really like predictability, and when things aren't predictable, and there's not those daily rituals and routines going on, then they do kind of get a little cranky. They can get cranky, and they can get withdrawn or insecure, depends on the cat, they can have a real variety of emotions surrounding strangers coming over.
2: And that's because uh, it's very... 2 a.m. every night, Kiki will run into the bedroom. I sleep there. And her all I hear is like 2 a.m. I go, and she run up and sleep. And she'll fall asleep on my shoulder. I have to pick up the sheet. She has to go in, go out, fall asleep. And she'll sleep there for another three hours. She'll sleep there. But for a while, at around 1 a.m. or 2 a.m., I would hear this in the hallway. And I went there. And when I found that, I did it a couple of times. I have this little stuffed toy Chewbacca that's for their cat, for them to chew. And it would be there and Kiki would just hold conversations with it. 1.30 a night, every night. It was just like, it's time to talk to Chewbacca. I think she thought she was doing a talk show. I have no idea. Maybe she thought she was interviewing the real Chewbacca. But it was just it was routine. It was just again and again, the same thing.
1: Yeah, they do. They're very routine oriented. I want you to read. So for those of you that have... Long haired cats or shedding cats, you're gonna <laughs> really, really like this one. I want you to read 100%. Okay, that for
2: this
1: one's great.
2: <laughs> I feel like as I'm looking, I should play whole music, you're like the girl from Impinima or something. All <laughs> right, like. do do do. Well, <laughs> oh, that's the Jeopardy! Yeah, you're gonna get the. Yeah. You know, write down your amount. Okay, 100%. <laughs> 80% of household dust is human skin, 100% of household cat hair is cat hair. The difference is slim at best, and yet the human skin, you just vacuum, while the cat hair, you just go on and on and how It's inside the pizza. How did you get the cat hair inside the pizza? New York-style pizza doesn't even have any filling. Sometimes I think you forget. Everything here is 50-50. <laughs> I will say my cats do not eat human food. They don't have a taste for it because I never gave it to them. But that doesn't mean they don't like to climb over it right <laughs> exactly you know and it's and because they're black and white cats suddenly there are these little gray tumbleweeds going across pasta uh, <laughs> and
1: it, and of course since they're black and white that you know the hair equally shows up on your light clothes and dark
2: clothes i don't even right. know why black clothes but it's it's a mistake i've made oh yeah and white clothes yeah it's it, everything's a fashion no-no is what <laughs>
1: absolutely and shedding is uh, yeah i remember i i we talked about this before we came on air but i'm an artist i'm a painter and i usually paint in acrylics and i was thinking i want to try oils cuz you know they stay wet longer and and i can mash some colors around and things like that so i did three paintings was a triptych of three different things and i did two of them in acrylic and one of them in oil and i hung them in my entryway And I was coming down the stairwell and I looked at him. I thought, why is that one all fuzzy? And (laughs) you don't realize how much cat hair is just floating in the air when you have cats until you try to paint in oils. (laughs) And so I've given that up. I've gone back to acrylics.
2: (laughs) No, the the moment you said you were painting and you mentioned oils, it's like, I know where this is
1: going. Exactly.
2: (laughs) And it's weird because if I have, uh, if my brother stays over when he comes to the city, he, I I don't get rid of the cats, they stay here, but uh, he is allergic and he takes medication, but it is me basically almost sometimes vacuuming air. Yeah. Because, you know, it is everywhere. And it, it always looks like a Western because no matter how much you do, then suddenly a little gray tumbleweed goes by and it's just... <laughs>
1: it's true here where the sun is is very intense and it and as the sun my house faces west and so I get full you know sunset views well when that sun is blasting into the living room at sunset you see all the I mean it's dusty here anyway right but you see you just have no idea what's in the air until the sun is right on it filtering it and it's cat hair and dust and my cat doesn't even shed a lot because he's on a raw food diet so he doesn't he doesn't really shed a lot doesn't eat dry food it's it's coat is is very beautiful and you don't see a lot of hair but until the sun goes down and then you, <laughs> you think oh my gosh i'm probably gonna die of lung disease someday <laughs>
2: We can't we can't we can't wrap the conversation on that note. We gotta go upswing note.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, read us another okay. <laughs> one. Yeah, you pick. Read us another right. one.
2: That's what we got here. All right. So this is gonna be me going over a certain word that isn't even typed in the book, but is pretending to be with symbols. <laughs> yeah. The poem same. When you looked at me, when you considered me. When you named me Waffles, I thought, no way. That's exactly what I named you. You and me, we were always meant to be Waffles. (laughs) When um, uh, my girlfriend and I had gotten Kiki and Lilo, it took a little while for us to decide on a name for both of them. I mean, we went through a bunch of them and initially it was Kiki, which is uh, Kiki's delivery service in anime. (laughs) <laughs> lilo was originally lilu which is the main character in fifth element and then mm-hmm. we realized Lilu's really hard to say repeatedly and became lilo and then eventually it just you just keep getting shorter and shorter nicknames so now it's l training k-pop or whatever comes in the thing you know and they as long as you go mm, and then they respond but yeah but it was based on the fact that what it was trying to come up with a name
1: it is. It's hard. I've got this foster now and they picked a name for her when she came in the shelter. They named her McKinley. I'm like, that's just not working for me. And so I've been calling her kitty girl. And I, I even posted on Facebook, Hey, I need some help. I don't like the name McKinley. And usually like people are giving you a million suggestions, right? And Like a couple people go, I kind of like the name McKinley. And it just, you know, like Autumn was one of them. And I'm like, I just can't. I haven't been able to nail a name for her.
2: It's tough because McKinley, which is actually kind of a sweet name, I will even say. But McKinley sounds like the cat is a 19th century industrialist who's always checking its pocket watch. It just (laughs) has like an old, like it should have like a burly mustache and a vest and a coat and it just be like a black and white photo. The cat should always be in a black and white photo. But, um, yeah, it it does take – When my two cats prior to this were Boris and Natasha, and that was immediate because, frankly, I want the two cats named Boris and Natasha. Yeah. I, that worked out – and their personalities fit. And you, it's weird how you find out the name you go either because you're projecting or because you got lucky. The name will fit.
1: Yeah. I always get orange cats, orange or red, and I name them spicy oh, names, so like Tabasco and Chipotle, and mine now is Pico <laughs> de Gato. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then I will give you this, a Portuguese spice, a uh, uh, piri-piri, if you want to make it complicated for a cat, but piri-piri. So oh, piri. I like
1: that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, we've had cayenne and, you know, the whole, yeah, picante and, <laughs> <laughs> and then, think- of course in the shelter we go down the cheetos and dorito and that that <laughs> <laughs> hot there.
2: doritos you know mm-hmm. variations and all,
1: all the kinds of cheese we do
2: <laughs> so there are a lot of orange cats is what we're saying
1: yeah i do i that's i i, I that. certainly gravitate towards the orange ones
2: myself yeah so they're, be- they're beautiful cats
1: yeah <laughs> well this is a great book it's very delightful and um Anything else you want to tell us about the book before I wrap us up?
2: Uh, Buy it. No, uh, (laughs) let's just go straight on. No, as I said, I do believe if you are like me and you believe your cats are very affectionate and you um, want to know what they're thinking, and hopefully I got it right. But yeah, I think it's a beautiful book for anyone to give a uh, person who loves cats for yourself for your cat your cat's got to open up something on the holidays you gotta just give him that loose wrapping paper that you get to shred the bits what I'm saying is this is what I do and um yeah and I and I hope I hope you enjoy it um you'll be able to read the poems without my Long Island accent in your ear so that work even better <laughs> I I really do thank you for this time
1: well, and, you know, one thing we didn't talk about is how beautiful the book is, right? Because the poems are awesome. But um, I didn't even look to see the credits of the photography here. But um, but it's a beautiful book as well. It's it's Chronicle something...
2: Always, yeah, Chronicle always puts together a beautiful book. And they choose beautiful photographs. They they do a selection of photographs. And I work with them to choose it. But they are the impetus. It. And uh, I will say, I know an author always thinks oh it's nice but i will say i i absolutely love the cover of this book when it's i saw it i was just very happy because i think the cat has the absolute right expression Yep, yeah, it's
1: adorable and it's a it's a little gray black tabby with a um a little crown of flowers on <laughs> her or his i don't really know but it's <laughs> head and beautiful green eyes and looking mm-hmm. at you like yeah the very intense stare that's a great I book,
2: say, I would say if I tried to put flowers on top of my cat's head, that's when they would suddenly be a little less than relaxed because I have these crowns that I put on their head every year with a different number. It is not an easy photo shoot. It is probably not a photo shoot I should be putting them through, but uh, I got that crown, and I want a picture every year, <laughs> and it always and it's always the same expression of which is not going to come across on a podcast, but it is sort of I'm not going to kill you now. I'm not. I promise. But one day I'm going to eat you. Right. (laughs) This is the give and take we've got. You, this is the contract that you made. You made me put on the crown. One day I will eat you, but we agree on this and it's fine. That's what makes this (laughs) relationship work. That's true. That's, that's (laughs) it's like,
1: yeah, I, uh, I have several things I try to put on Pico's head, like rainbow and the, the reindeer antlers and And (laughs) the, And I, I even have just because he's orange, I have this little uh, tiny Donald Trump hair thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: uh, yeah, and, and it came I, ha- I haven't tried tubes on the cat. I will say that. I haven't <laughs> tried any uh, hair pieces on them. Yeah. Um, I did try the antlers once, and I will stress the word once.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could see blood if he, uh,
2: right. Oh yeah, no! It shows in their eyes. Suddenly, you have like that music they play in horror movies when the death. Oh, oh, oh. You know, it's like, oh, they're gonna kill me, and that's the only time they get upset. And then the rest of the time is like, I'm gonna sleep on your lap for eleven hours. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know what's gonna push your cat over the edge, and just take half a step back, and it's all fine.
1: Exactly, like you said, it's all about relationships. It is, which brings <laughs> us
2: back to this book. No, but. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's a delightful book. And it's a beautiful book. And uh, I really think that all of you listening need to go out and buy it for someone that has a cat that loves cats that you might live with that you don't live with whatever you need to go get this book if not for for the holidays for for Valentine's Day. So thank Thank you for joining us today and being on cat talk radio.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll do
1: this again when you
2: write your next one. I would love that. I really would. Thank you. Yeah,
1: great. And thank you everybody for tuning in today. We appreciate you listening to Cat Talk Radio. Head over to our boutique, our behavior boutique at cattalkradio.com and then look in the behavior boutique. There's all kinds of fun stuff there, including our new greeting cards. We've taken some of my shelter cat series and uh, made greeting cards out of them. And those are kind of cool. So and appreciate you who've been ordering them since we launched them a few days ago. So check that on. And we are going to continue to do this podcast as long as shelter euthanasia is the number one cause
0: of death in cats. Until next time, Keep calm and purr on. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? Visit CatTalkRadio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.